0: You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 49. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, welcome back to the podcast. So today I want to talk about cravings very specifically. Cravings or urges, I use both terms uh, interchangeably. Um, I talk about these, refer to them actually a lot in my work, but today I really want to zero in on them. And particularly, this is good for those of you who find it hard, you know, when, when the cravings, when it just feels so hard and it can feel really, you know, like they're impossible to deal with. And if that's you, don't worry, nothing has gone wrong. And when you understand what's happening behind cravings, behind urges, uh, it, it puts everything into perspective. And you're also in good company, I would offer, because the other day I was talking with a group of people and I asked them, if you had a magic wand, what about your drinking would you change? and one of the top three reasons was to get rid of cravings in fact as one person put it i want to rid myself of feeling habitual cravings completely and i thought that was actually really insightful because it's not talking about the cravings but about the habitual and sort of regular nature of them and that i think is one of the things that feels the hardest to get over this isn't a one and done type thing it can feel like you know going over um you're really facing that challenge many, many times. In fact, many times in one evening. Okay. And it makes sense, right? I mean, I remember back in the day, not enjoying cravings at all. But what I want to offer is that cravings aren't all bad. What? You might be yelling at me. What do you want about Anna? No, it's truly they're not. They're really not all bad. In fact, cravings can serve a hugely important role in not just for you to helping you to understand how the drinking habit, the drinking pattern is unfolding in your life, but we can actually also use them to change how your drinking is going as well. So I thought I'd do a podcast just on that topic because we can never talk enough about urges, how can we? Okay, so the first thing really here is that I want to offer is that um, not all cravings are created equal. And you may have already seen this. Now, sometimes it can feel like you have this overwhelming urge to drink, right? You get this, re- they're really sharp. The cravings are really sharp. They're really hard to ignore. You're 100% aware of what's going on, right? It's right there in front of you, like this great massive boulder in the road, right? Almost smacks you in the face. You feel absolutely compelled to drink the wine. It's kind of like there's some invisible force is pulling the strings, is compelling you to the fridge to uncork the wine or or compelling you to levitate off the couch and go over and to where the bottle of red is on the sideboard and, un, you know, pour it on for yourself. It often feels as though you're actually even not doing this yourself, as though your arms belong to somebody else. And these cravings often feel so strong it really can seem as though you have absolutely zero power over them right as though your only option is just to give in and drink it's pointless even trying to do anything about them it can feel that way utterly huge and then there are what i would call the more subtle cravings the the proverbial wolf in sheep's clothing These cravings may come to you at usual times, for instance, at six when you get in from work. That was certainly my pattern and you'll you'll see them there. But they may not seem as huge or as outwardly um, and sort of Hollywood style compelling, right? Even if you don't feel as though you're drinking against your own will with these more subtle cravings, that doesn't mean you're able to sit them out right but you they're usually laced with some level of judgment as well i mean people tell me that like, i actually saw the craving come i recognized it for what it was i mean it didn't you know it didn't it wasn't this great big huge thing that was just completely taking over me but i can't pretend i didn't know what was going on i mean i was very aware i was sitting there craving the wine right and I knew also in that moment that I had options. I mean, I certainly could, I was, I was able to see that for myself. But I still, with all that awareness, just decided not to follow through. Right? I could have not followed through, but in this end I did. And I had the drink. I just did. So that's the second type that I see frequently and then you have the case where you don't even see the craving coming at all but you find yourself drinking now this can happen even after you've become really skilled and especially happen actually after you have become very skilled at spotting and managing cravings this level can be particularly confusing because what I hear people say is my gosh what happened last night I mean I didn't even see it coming Anna and this can happen when you think you've learned how to deal with cravings, right? And you might feel maybe even vaguely skilled at it. And even possibly when you might think that actually the worst, quote unquote, worst of the cravings have disappeared. So it can seem highly confusing. Because now, right? So if you find yourself in this situation where you are actually drinking, but you didn't spot, the the craving coming right so that you feel as though you had no opportunity to head it off at the past now it can seem that possibly there's another problem going on I mean that's what I hear is there something else at play here is it that I'm drinking now even without cravings how scary is that no is my answer you definitely are not but I understand how it doesn't always feel that way I'm going to talk about what's going on in a moment but for right now, it's worth actually recapping just how to manage cravings. I covered this in episode 22, which was titled Urges. Again, I use urges and cravings sort of um, interchangeably. So I do encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Or if you've just found me, just found my podcast, welcome. Um, but that's for sure when I go back and listen to episode 22 urges in fact I go back and listen to them all but I digress okay so as I said with cravings like I say they show up in different ways and just because some are more powerful than others that doesn't mean they're actually any worse in fact I have pet clients who prefer it when they show up hard right when they have this big Sort of imagine if you were to, that um, was to embody something. It would be this huge bear, right, in your path. Is big, growly craving. They prefer it when they show up like that because then that sort of is acts as a real signal as to what's going on. But what matters isn't how the cravings show up, but how you respond to them. And there are, in summary, there are three responses, three main responses. You can resist them. Right. So you, you basically uh, fight them. You're going to fight the craving. You're just going to willpower your way through it. You can give in to it and just drink. Right. That's that's what you'll have been doing um, without even knowing that's what you were doing, actually, for for years. If you are coming here with with a with a drinking habit or you can allow them now fighting, drinking or letting them come and go are really the three ways of doing it and so go back to episode 22 and listen to that because in that episode I actually give you step-by-step ways on how to do how to do this right how is the way that I uh, the approach that I recommend and that I actually teach my clients because it is the way that works in the long run right you can resist for sure you can for sure resist cravings in the short term and maybe even over over several months. But if you really want to rid yourself of them, you need to take a different approach. You need to really uh, look at it from from the root. OK, so back to the main topic here. If you find that you, know, you have been managing cravings to some extent, you feel like you maybe have been making progress, small progress, that's good, step by step what I tend to find is that people then start to have some level of success and tolerance around it we we are very demanding these days we're demanding of ourselves right we want results and we want them now we're less willing to wait for things I mean we really we, we if we want pleasure we want that pleasure now right and that's One of the reasons why we drink, because we know if we drink, we're going to get that instant boost of pleasure. We're much keener to have that than we are to actually create our own sense of natural pleasure, which is something I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. And we become especially demanding if we've been quote unquote doing the work. So if you've been following along, if you've been taking actionable steps from each of my podcasts and I truly hope that is what you've been doing. I don't just want you to listen to them and nod along. I really want you to uh, take what I'm saying, buckle up and really get down and do the homework. It will transform your relationship with alcohol. So what happens though is I feel people say well I know how to do this. I really do. I know that resisting doesn't help and I know I'm not resisting the cravings. I know I'm not fighting them, Anna. I really do. I haven't even felt any for a very long time. And yet, out of nowhere, I had this i had this feeling that I wanted to drink. But I just don't understand what's going on. That's what I get told. When this happens, pretty much enter stage left is judgment. Because now you're stuck in a riptide of feeling worse and worse, right? You don't know what's going on. You think you should know better. When things don't work out the way you want, you then judge yourself for it and you then get stuck in a loop, right? This is another loop of, sort of a mini loop of the habit. If you recognise this in you, if you are sitting there saying, I should know how to do this by now, if you're saying, I don't understand what's going on, if you listen, you know, if you've been doing the work, the best antidote to this is to move into curiosity. Start asking yourself questions and not questions sort of like pretend questions right questions laced with judgment like what the hell happened there no it's not what I'm talking about open questions what's going on what happened last night why do I think I drank you know if I had to give my best guess what would it be and this is where your cravings can serve you if you're willing to let them. Because doing this, having a craving and you know responding to it, maybe not in the way that you would ideally like, is a way for you to awaken your inner messenger. I like to see cravings as a way for your inner you to speak to you. It's kind of like an inner messenger, right? Same, kind of like saying that something's off. Something's off in life. What are your cravings telling you? I mean, look into yourself and look for the answer. Yes, you may have had a desire for a drink. But what else do you desire, right? That's just the top layer. Go a level deeper. What were you missing in that moment? How do you want to feel? How do you think the drink was going to make you feel? Or how do you want to stop feeling the way you're feeling or the way you were feeling right then in that moment? How have you been perhaps saving up how you've been feeling during the day to that moment when you can give yourself permission and release to drink? So really spend some time and just ask yourself, what were you seeking? right? Because something was off. So do a little bit of digging. Go back over the day how are you looking after yourself during the day? How are you managing your emotional response to what was going on in your life? Or were you just powering your way through all the frustrations, all the little bit of bitty frustrations during the day? How are you perhaps pushing yourself to be more productive and to just stop paying attention to what you need because perhaps you are labeling it as selfish? We do this so often. Right. We put ourselves last behind our job, everybody else in the family and so on and so forth, our boss and so on. And then when we end up doing that, squishing ourselves into last place, no wonder it then all boils over when we get to the end of the day. Because we've just been really holding ourselves back and willpowering our way through life, through the frustrations, many frustrations of the day. And that's when we then want that release. So do ask yourself, what was lying beneath when you drank? What's beneath the frustration or the anxiety or the sense of deprivation? What did you think you were missing out from? How have you been treating yourself? Pay attention to how you're treating yourself during the day. Are you repeatedly putting yourself last? Are you letting yourself get interrupted, go the extra mile for your boss, run around after your children without giving yourself Five minutes rest. And how are you talking about yourself? Your words are so, so important. I cannot stress this point enough. This is one of my repeated messages. Pay attention to the words you use, the specific words you're using. We say things like, oh, I'm such a lush, I just can't say no. At which point your brain says noted, right? We won't say no. And then you can just bed that habit in even more, right? We're a lush. We don't know any different. And even if you say this to yourself in a jokey way, you're still saying those words about yourself. So really think about this. How do you talk about not just your drinking, but your life? How do you talk about you? Do you go around saying you're useless? Do you go around saying you're stuck? Do you go around saying you don't know? Do you go around letting yourself sort of fall into victimy, blamey behavior where you're giving responsibility for what's happening to other people? If you're unhappy at work do you relinquish have you been relinquishing any sense of control over that to your boss or your co-workers? Have you been looking to see what you do control? Do you talk meanly to yourself in other ways? Things like look What are you doing complaining here? You should be so lucky you even have a job. It's not so bad. It could be worse. So what if it's boring? Or so what if it's super high pressure? That's how it is. Just suck it up. Others have it much worse. Stop complaining. But when we say things like that, when we talk to ourselves like that, when we're thinking about our life just like that, we're thinking about it in terms of it's just happening to us, right? When we don't have any control over it. And that's a really dangerous place to be, right? And it builds until we need a release. I mean, no wonder we would go to the easy out because it's what we've taught ourselves that solves that situation, even though it doesn't, right? Our conscious mind knows that alcohol doesn't help. But when you're talking about yourself in these ways, when you're f- talking about yourself as though you don't have control and you're reinforcing that and you're really you know, letting yourself get into a position where you don't feel you have any power of what's going on, then no wonder the craving is gonna feel so strong because it's just another thing that you have no control over, right? Or where you might not even see that it's the urge driving the show. So if cravings are feeling particularly hard, do ask yourself, how is a craving to drink caused by what I'm feeling during the day, right? and actively look to see how you have control over that. Look for where you do have control rather than what you've been telling yourself where you don't have control. That's where you'll find the answer always. How can you feel more in charge of you? What opportunities do you have to have control over your life, to reclaim its captaincy, to get back your own power? even if it's only by starting to talk about yourself a little bit more kindly even if you say no no and i have no control over my job or my family or all these other things that happen you do have control over how you talk to yourself you do have control as to whether you are going to beat yourself into submission and by you know really making yourself feel bad about your drinking or if you're going to look at yourself with compassion and see how you can guide yourself forward. Because when you learn how to reclaim your control, to see just how much you, you listener, can change your life and what's happening to you and how you're feeling and how the actions that you're taking, how you have control over all of that, then your cravings are going to become so much easier to deal with. It really is that simple. Now, before I end today, I want to give you a hint of what's coming. So this episode is getting released in early November and later this month, it's Black Friday. And I'm actually, for the first time, going to be rolling out some special offers. So if and actually some fun stuff, too. So if you want to hear about this, if you want to be first in line to hear about what's going on, you're going to need to be on my email list as as some of these offers actually are going to be limited. And I'm going to certainly be giving first option to my lovely listeners and readers on my email list. So if you're not on that list, you're missing out. So go to 90dayslater.co forward slash list and sign up. Do it right now. You won't regret it. Okay, that's it for this week. See ya. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.